me is Conrad. You are quite level grade 36. And you are listening to the Candair Podcast. Now stop it and get back to work. Welcome to another episode of Candare, a tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I am still Jake Runyon. Still? Nothing's changed. Are you sure? Still here. All right. I'm thinking still of changing. <laughs> well, you know, I, I didn't want to bust the news this way, but I am starting my transition. Vlad Runyon. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I got a good show for you today in our retro roundtable. We're going to remember Bill Paxton and uh, talk about some of his movies. That just really... Sucked to hear Taken far too away. soon. I'm still trying to get over here. Yeah, it's it sucks. It sucks really bad. So uh, we're going to pay tribute to him the best way we know how and talk yeah. about his movies. Then in the comic vault, we're going to be talking about some good books. What have we got this week, guys? Well, I, everything I've been bringing to the table the last few weeks has been kind of samey, so I really wanted to step out of the box this time. So I got Nosferatu Wars. Ooh, to share. That's, that's, yeah, that's way out of the box. I just thought you, maybe I'd step out of my say, comfort zone. Oh, no this week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who knew Jake would uh, read Nosferatu? Yeah, you know, expand my horizons a little. This guy. <laughs> this guy. Then uh, a little bit later, we're going to be joined by Davian Watkins. Talk about uh, his one, his website, superheroenterprise.company. It's also his uh, Superhero Enterprises, his uh, comic publishing company, and his comic notes about a uh, musical superhero. So uh, it's going to be cool to talk to him. I think you'll enjoy what he's got to say. So stick around for that. But let's kick it off with this week's Retro Roundtable. Do it. Do it! Come on! I'm here! Come on! Do it now! Grass! Tape bad! Wow. You're amazing, dude. Thanks. I like to play. Alright, guys. Bill Paxton. First thing comes to mind is the Twister <laughs> oh, experience yeah. that we've all been through the ride. <laughs> yeah, I guess we might as well just get the uh, address the elephant in the room at least for the the three of us. It, all of our listeners may have heard on the show in the past. There have been several <laughs> we've mentioned it a few several times. times. We brought up Bill Paxton and just saying I'm Bill Paxton. <laughs> and the reason why we say Bill we say I'm Bill Paxton is because I'll tell the story again. Me and Brooke went to uh, Universal Studios. Uh, when was that? Like three years ago? Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. We had just started the show, I think. And uh, we went to the uh, Twister experience, which I looked, and it's gone now. Is oh, it really? really? It's gone. Because oh, I was they about actually, to say, if you haven't gone through it, see a piece of American history. Yeah, Go well, you can still... Uh, I've seen it on YouTube. Yeah, you can uh, watch yeah. it on YouTube. And really, that's about as thrilling as it's in, <laughs> was in, uh, in its heyday. But anyway, we went to the Twister experience, which really wasn't a ride at all. You, no. just, you just stand in a room and watch uh, what appears to be like, what, like an intersection out in Kansas, a yeah, gas yeah. station, you see a tornado coming, and special effects get yada, shredded. Yada. Yeah, um, and it was very blah. I mean, we just <laughs> when it was over, we were like, really, that's it. The best part of this ride, the best part of this experience, <laughs> was when the lights came up and the doors opened. Bill Paxton's voice came on and said, "Thank you for doing the Twister experience." 
I'm Bill Paxton. <laughs> Enjoy your day at Universal Studios. And we just fell out laughing oh at that moment. So, so good. Anything we said, the rest of the was like, I'm getting kind of hungry. I'm Bill I'm Paxton. Bill Paxton. <laughs> you know? there, there was some bit uh, at the uh, end when I went through where he's like, now that you've experienced the awesome godlike power of a tornado. <laughs> like, right. I remember you said that. You said something like, I'm Bill Paxton. And without even discussing it first, I was like, oh, my God, you've been on the Twister ride at Universal. Yeah, is yeah. that right? I knew, like, immediately. Yes. Yeah. It stands out. Brain it's like, yeah, dude. Okay. It's I mean, I can moment. tell your voice is Bill Paxton. You've been talking <laughs> to me while I was in line before we <laughs> did it as Bill Paxton. Sitting so. there talking to someone and then at the end say, well, my name's Jack. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I know who you are. So, I'll, actually, I'm going to clip the audio in right here of what we're talking about. Thank you for surviving Twister. Please pick up your personal belongings and exit to your left. This is Bill Paxton. Have a great day at Universal Studios, Florida. Okay, so there you have it. That's uh, that's what we're obsessing over. That change your whole world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it may not sound much. And you know, I don't. I actually don't think he says I'm Bill Paxton. Probably not. I think in that he way. says. Uh, this is Bill Paxton. This yes, this is Bill Paxton. You'll find out yes. when you edit that in. So. Yeah, I can't remember. It's not exactly, but it just it was funnier to say oh, sure. Bill Paxton. But <laughs> we never did this in a way as like uh, demeaning. Oh, it's never no, been no. Bill Paxton. So I just want to get that across because uh, we've always loved the guy. Always had uh, mad respect. Yeah, for what him. we're getting at here is Bill Paxton's been a part of our lives on a day to day basis. Pretty much, <laughs> he really <laughs> has. Better or worse. And when when we got news of it, we all kind of text each other, and it was just yeah, like, dude, man, like sucks. seriously, shut up. You're you're kidding. Yeah, you know, I think like, that was that was the first thing. That I was said, the you're, vibe. You're like, like Bill Paxton died, and I was like, shut the fuck up, because that's not true. When Brooke like, told no me way. at first, it didn't register. I thought she said Bill Pullman. I was like, oh man, that sucks. Because I like oh, no. Bill Pullman too. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. I saw a post that said Bill Paxton died, and it was a picture of Bill Pullman. Are you serious? And someone, yeah, someone was like, I know it's it's a joke. I know it's not him. Okay. Because people were like, you're an idiot. Well, that's right where my mind went at first. and then That's what I, I thought, too. I'm like, he must be involved. She said Paxton, and I was like, it can't be the same. No. Wait a minute. Let me say it to myself. I'm Bill Paxton. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you know. Now, as soon as I heard Paxton, I thought of weird science and the dickhead brother Chet. Yeah. That's what, yeah. Anytime I saw him, that's the first thing. Him and then aliens. For me, it's aliens. That's the big one. <laughs> now, just last week, I told you I seen the first one, and I'm just getting ready to see the second one. I actually have it on hold at the library. I got to go get it. So, oh, a minute to too late. It's that whole his whole thing. He goes on. It's like, look at me. I'm the ultimate badass. Yeah. <laughs> Ever since I saw that movie, I've been seeing yeah. that. You know. It's like, Game don't over, worry, man. Yeah. Game over. Me and my team of ultimate badasses will protect you. Yeah, but and I, I don't even think that line is in like the theatrical cut. I think that's in like the director's cut, which is weird because I think it? of it as like this iconic thing. But I don't know. Right. Well, um, you mentioned weird science. I hated him. <laughs> Same here. Yeah. And I'd forgotten a lot about it until I watched a few of those clips you were playing there, and it just kind of came rushing back. That uh, I'm gonna have to watch that movie. I think he gets turned into a big piece of shit at the end of the movie. Too. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah, I'm gonna have to watch that again. Um, we've got to touch back though on Twister. When this movie came out, this was. I don't know. Through like the late '90s, like natural disasters, like were sweeping that was the cinema, time, like yeah. volcano, deep mm, impact. Yeah. You know, <laughs> many of them were Dante's garbage. Peak. Da- like yeah, the same month. Two that woman gets her brain they, I think scrambled they were in the by flying. At the same rock. time, yeah. 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 
because it was like, which one has Tommy Lee Jones? I don't remember. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was it was a great movie. One state of the art too. It hasn't held up. No. But at the time, oh man, and the same can be said about the ride we were just talking about. Sure. At the oh, time, oh that would have been cool. State of the art because that what was it, like ninety seven yeah. something like that. So it's like got good twenty years on it. Mm. But um, yeah. That movie I read gave, and Brooke was showing me, made uh, a lot of awareness for these weather trackers, pe- tr- uh, storm chasers. Mm. And uh, yesterday, in tribute, all these storm tracers, uh, or trackers, excuse me, chasers, not tracers, storm chasers. Hello, Lot! <laughs> <laughs> they uh, went out and aligned all their vehicles and GPSs up. So from like a satellite view, you see BP, you see oh, Bill Paxton's nice. initials. Yeah, that's you have nice to look gesture. it up online. Huh. It was pretty cool. But uh, yeah, I mean, he, he kind of brought awareness, not just sure. him, but that movie brought awareness to it. Because who knew anything about that entire culture before Twister? No, you know? I mean, well, wouldn't yeah. you see the yeah. movie, you're like, oh, well, these guys are clearly insane. Uh, maybe you if know? you live in Tornado Alley, people probably have stories about people right. coming through. But see them well, coming through all the time. Here in Ohio, we get tornadoes, but... At least where I live, where you guys live, it's not like where well, I've lived in the there past. There may be a tornado. Yeah, there's never the, no one goes driving down yeah. Columbus. Imagine, like, where is it? <laughs> well, I imagine it's probably like when uh, you had the very first like ghost chasers come to the scene, <laughs> and the next thing you know, you have all these other cheap ass just like oh, oh, something over there. Ghost and, hunters, you know, specter trackers. Now you probably have all these same like. Uh, Storm chasers doing yeah, the same all, kind of thing. All these amateurs the out there garbage. rushing over each other, trying yeah. to get to the storm first. Oh, I bet the like the greats, the originals, really miss a time when they could just do what they do unimpeded. Yeah. Now you got amateurs everywhere clogging yeah. up the roads. <laughs> yeah, the, the dudes have been in the business for a long time. Fucking twisting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Boy, we had it good up until Bill Paxton is old. <laughs> you can always tell a rookie storm chaser when they say, "Hey, you ever seen Twister?" <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, rookie. (laughs) No, I ain't never seen Twister. I ain't never driven up in a Jetta to a storm, neither. (laughs) Which uh, movie was he in with The Predator? The second one. Was it the second? Yeah. Okay. Definitely the uh, bastard stepchild of the uh, oh, yeah. of one and two there. Yeah, I don't remember him in that one. I just kept seeing memes that he was the only one that survived a Terminator, a Predator, and an Alien. <laughs> yeah. I, or maybe didn't survive. I don't remember him in Predator Two. I just remember Danny Glover because like the uh, whole yeah. movie, I just kept thinking, why they pick Danny Glover? <laughs> I like Danny Glover, but I'm too old for this what? shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Apollo Thirteen. Oh man. That's a great I've never movie. seen all that. Oh, really? I used to be obsessed when that movie when I, I was, was too. I yeah. was too. I think it was we, in the vicinity of like Independence Day. Because I obsessed on that. I know you did too. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. Like the whole space thing. I think Star we've Wars, had this whole conversation where it's like have. Apollo 13 and Independence Day. We just well, like, all that space stuff in the 90s came rushing yeah. back. The Star Wars oh. re release. You had uh, uh, Star Mars Attacks. Mars. <laughs> oh man, that was bad. I love that movie. Starship Troopers. Yeah, dude, um, that was a good time to be a kid. Yeah. Ooh. The toys coming out from those movies. Yeah. Don't even get me started. Yeah. Good time. And I'm thinking it was, but there was yeah, a big like space exploration kind of thing yeah. happening, and uh, Armageddon too. Yeah, I can't forget oh, about yeah, Armageddon yeah. there. Aerosmith. I don't want to close yeah. my eyes. I don't <laughs> want to fall asleep. <laughs> but Apollo 13 was just nerves. Yeah. The whole 
freaking time. And you know, like with The Martian, with Ben a- or or Matt Damon. Matt Damon. That was a great. I loved yeah. that great movie. It gave me the same feeling I used to have watching Apollo 13. That's but, one of but the things. With I The love. Martian, you can in those high stress moments, you're like, oh, uh, you know, it's a movie. Apollo 13. Oh, well, this shit it's really just happened. Really, yeah. <laughs> that's why I didn't see it, because I was like, yeah, I know what happened. Oh, dude, you got to see you it. You have to watch it. It's it miraculous. Up, it holds up even today. Yeah. Like 100% time has not diminished that. And we were uh, looking at pictures before we started the show of uh, the cast from Apollo 13. <laughs> yeah. And Kevin Bacon and Matt Damon look like they're straight out of, like, fucking senior year of high school. They just graduated or something. They look so young. It's crazy. And I'm pretty sure Gary Sinise was born, like, 55 and haggard, so he doesn't look any different. (laughs) But it's funny to think about when Apollo 13 came out. Because, like you were saying, just like you, I was obsessed with that movie. I watched it so many times. And I remember at the time thinking, man, Tom Hanks looks a lot older than he did when Big was out. (laughs) Now, looking at it, he looks just like he did when Big came out. That's crazy. But uh, anyway, Titanic. You know, I I have to admit, I've never actually seen Titanic. Really? Was he in Titanic? He was. He was. uh, What? Yeah, I I couldn't remember either. But once I tell you, you'll be like, oh, yeah, duh. He was not not in the actual Titanic story. He was one of the guys on the submarine going down, trying looking for the necklace. Oh, yeah. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was a movie when we went to see, just like when we went to see Armageddon, it was sold out. We got turned away. We couldn't watch it, which at the time, nowadays, that happens all the time. Movies sell out. Cinema is a lot bigger than it was, I think, in the late 90s. Mm -hmm. But my family (laughs) went, and mind you, I was still in school, went to uh, see Titanic one day. And there were just enough seats. There were four seats left in the house, and there were four of us, but not one of them together. Oh. So, no, this was a good thing when you are uh, an adolescent uh, and just having gone through puberty and seeing roses. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, boobies yeah. there up on the screen and not having to worry about your parents seeing if you're checking you gotta out. got to shuffle that popcorn top yeah, yeah. a little bit. It's okay. <laughs> nothing going on here. I went with my girlfriend, and the only seats were left were two in the very front on the all the way on the left side. <laughs> so, yeah, it was horrible. Horrible, but those boobs were right up in my face, and you had to with your girlfriend sitting there. <laughs> oh, those are gross. I, don't even I didn't like even see that. that. Yeah, yours are nicer. But her personality, though, you know, so it's not like. <laughs> oh my god, it was a good movie, though. Um, again, stress stress levels during that movie. Uh, again, this happened not exactly like right. this, <laughs> sure. but you know, people uh, you know people endured this fate. A lot of people you know, had a pretty rough fate. time. Yeah, it was horrible. It sucks. But uh, what else we got, guys? Ooh. After I don't remember in him and him in anything until uh, Agents of Shield a couple years ago. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was uh, he was Ward's mentor. Yeah, from like the leader of Hydra too. Yeah, one, was he really? He was not the but not like the, one yeah, of the, the like one the of, higher ups. Right, right. <laughs> but it had been a while since I seen him in anything, and then he shows up in that and was kind of like, hey, he rode through like a whole season, didn't yeah. he? He wasn't. It just wasn't like a cameo. He was like part no, of the he cast. was the whole time. Yeah, yeah, and it was good. That was that show's been uh, the second season. I think I think it was. Yeah, because yeah. it was, or maybe it was. Third. Or did they think he was good for a while and then they realized he was bad? Or did they just did he enter the picture after Ward let up he was bad? I don't remember. I don't either. I'm not going to go look. No. <laughs> I liked his character in uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Never seen it. Really? I don't remember him in that either. He's he's been in so many small parts, right? In so many movies, he was he's like the commanding officer of Tom Hanks's. Tom Hanks. <laughs> Tom Cruise. Tom Hanks was in that, too? <laughs> yeah. Tom Cruise's little infantry division there. 
he had this one really great line where, uh, you know, Tom Cruise gets the power to turn back time. He wakes up after he's been stripped of his rank and he's in general infantry now. He's in England, I think it is, where they're staging some kind of assault. And he finds Bill Paxton. He's like, are, are you American? And Bill Paxton's like, American? No, I'm from Kentucky or like <laughs> Iowa or one such Corn Belt state. You right. know, it's, it's, it's a good line and I just butchered it, so... Never mind, everybody. <laughs> when I uh, when we were looking at this list and saw Terminator, and we just looked up, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I never remember yeah, that, didn't that even to me. Bill Paxton was one of the punks, one of those three punks that uh, Arnold beats to hell oh, yeah. and takes their outfits. And I'm still like I'm dying of curiosity since that conversation to know if they like CG'd Bill uh, Paxton's face in Genesis when they redid that whole scene. There. Mm. It's worth a look, or if they just grabbed someone new. What if they just dressed them up and then just showed them from like behind or something, just at a different um, angle instead of doing like shots? I just shot. think they're going to all this great CGI to bring a young Arnold back. Why not just you know for a quick second put Bill Paxton's face on there? If they sure. didn't, maybe they did. I don't know. It seems to be the thing now, like Rogue One. And, God, uh, I almost want to pause this whole thing and look it up like, right now. But uh, uh, if we had more time, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we got to get ready for that interview. I think that's all I got, though. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've covered the major bases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, rest in peace, Bill Paxton. Mm-hmm. We're still going to say I'm Bill Paxton, I oh, think. Oh, yeah. But, but with um, heavier hearts. With yeah. heavier hearts. Yeah. Um, and maybe we'll just let it ride for a little while. Yeah. I don't think it's, it's don't, probably cool to do right now, right? Nope. Do you ever try to do that knife thing that Bishop did to him on aliens? <laughs> no, but I can do this thing where I get a knife really far back behind my eye. Freaks everybody out. What? Nobody likes it when I do that. Give me a knife. Don't give me your knife. knife. Exactly. Give me your knife. <laughs> what are you talking about? You, the, you gotta watch Aliens. Oh, yeah, you haven't seen it. Yeah. I'm not gonna ruin it for you. It's a great nerd. part. It's great. <laughs> well, game over. I won't tell you about that time in Titanic then. Good, I don't give a shit about Titanic anyway. We were talking about uh, Rose taking off her clothes and stuff. Well, obviously, I've seen that scene. I wonder Perhaps. if she would have taken her clothes off if she was wearing a Candare t shirt. Mm. Probably That'd be not. hard. That's hard to take off. How can you relinquish something of such worth, I, such value? I don't know. Like if someone said, "Take it off," I want to paint. You'd be like, mm, paint "Isn't me with this it. so much better, though?" Yeah, it'll add to the painting. Yeah, I think. Am I wrong? I'm inclined to agree. Yeah. I get caught off guard. <laughs> it's like, where is he going? Oh my god! <laughs> Come on, man, sell your soul. Oh, sell your soul to T-shirts. We need to sell T-shirts. Can yeah, we get T-shirts? If we sell enough of them, we get a pizza party for the whole class. <laughs> <laughs> Some of that uh, orange McDonald's uh, high tea <laughs> shit that they bring, too. Hey, that's the jam. Orange drink. It's the jam when you're a kid. True. Have orange it's drink a, when you're older. It's a little bland. Stuff now. really isn't the jam anymore. But you throw a little vodka in that some bitch. be pretty That's dis- another like a story. Like boy high C. But it just tastes like... Uh, like water with orange. I mean, <laughs> I guess it's delivering what it's mm, promised. Flavorful. <laughs> no, what else you can put Robust. vodka in? A canned air mug. Oh, see, yeah. that's a good way to drink your for the uh, alcoholic. Your alcoholic, your alcoholic orange, if you will. <laughs> There's a twelve and what a fifteen ounce, I think. Yeah. Mm. If you're a, if you're an alcoholic, we got you covered. <laughs> yeah. If you just want a little taste, we got you covered. Oh, guys, we need flasks. Ooh, oh, awesome. that's an idea. Yeah. Spill any of that booze on your shirt? Got you covered. Another fucking damn t-shirt. right. <laughs> Candare's got your back. We'll be selling life insurance before too long. <laughs> <laughs> 
Can they have the toilet paper? Can they have the bed sheets? Merchandising, merchandising, merchandising. <laughs> Canned air cola. That'd be weak. It's yeah. in a can anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you just empty cans. All. <laughs> so head over to society6.com forward slash pod or head over to candairpodcast.com and just click that merch button. Buy some of that swag. Represent the Candair Nation. You know you want to. Yeah. Keep an eye on that social media of ours because it seems like we're getting a lot of deals to throw out. Yeah, yeah. they're pretty here there, liberal so. with like free shipping yep. and discounts yeah. and stuff. Yeah, so keep an eye on I mean, because what was it? Like typically 25 bucks and uh, then shipping on top of that. And we talked to somebody who got it with like a $5 discount plus free yep. shipping. And yep. Yeah, you just got to know when to buy. And we let you know when to buy. So That's right. keep an eye on that Twitter. And it's worldwide shipping too. You don't have to worry about customs, I don't yeah. think. Yeah. So that's for you, one guy in Brazil who was on the website yesterday, <laughs> according to our metrics. Yeah, we can see. We saw you. We can ship we to can secret Nazi flipping. bunkers. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that, let's just jump into the comic vault. I can go first this week. I think... Uh, oh, why don't you first, just elect you yourself first. to go first? I think I did. Oh, no. didn't I? Please proceed. So oh. much for democracy. Yavol, my fear. All right. So I have a webcomic this week. And this webcomic, simply named, is Strong Female Protagonist. That was your nickname in high school, wasn't it? <laughs> See what I did? I reversed yeah. it. He reversed yeah. it. I I'm like a, the new take on fellow. He is. Got to think outside the box. You got to keep your eye on this guy here. <laughs> But the name. The can. Oh, 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 shoot. oh, shit. We got the puns. <laughs> Another T-shirt. Buy it. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Strong female protagonist comic. Uh, the name itself is what caught my eye. I was looking sure. through web comics, and I saw that. I was like, well, surely, uh, you know, they don't, you know, they don't need to put a lot of thought in the name. They must have a great comic here. And uh, not to think, it, not to say it wasn't well thought out. Uh, it's, it's a well named comic, right? Sure. Okay. Sorry if you took that. <laughs> Didn't mean it was like. I mean, it's a piece of shit, right? But <laughs> but it was actually a, a pretty fun read. Uh, I read through the uh, first chapter of it, and it's about a girl named uh, Allison who is a retired. At twenty, she's a retired superhero. Retired uh, along with a group, uh, kind of like an Avengers group of uh, superheroes that were called the Guardians, and. Um, she and the rest of these people are just trying to lead a normal life, trying to leave that stuff behind them. Uh, it hasn't shed a lot of reason or a lot of light onto as reason why yet, but uh, I'm sure that'll all be divulged as you, I read on. But it's uh, you see uh, throughout the uh, throughout the comic, like one of her friends says, "Hey, why don't you come down to this protest rally with me?" And she goes, "Oh, okay." And she goes down there, and uh, it turns out there's a, like a former villain down there helping cops rally. Um, rally rioters and the whole reason her friend brought her down there was to try get her to start some shit with this villain because you know she used to be a superhero and she's she still has her power she's just super tough powerful she can lift a car over her head if she wanted to and she gets mad at her friend you know she just doesn't want that attention she just wants a normal life she gets a call from one of her uh, former uh, guardians uh hero like partners saying hey you know that uh that villain, the menace that you, uh, the only one that ever defeated you, just was just escaped. And she said, he didn't defeat me. Whatever, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to hear about it. And aren't you concerned? Don't you think we ought to go do something? Uh, those days are behind me. And it watches her kind of remember uh, what's happened, uh, you know, in the past. Like her last encounter with this villain and how he just, it, it, at their last fight, he just takes his mask off. And he goes, you know what? I'm done playing this game. You know, I'm not, uh, what was it? You're not... 
smart enough to be a hero and I'm not something enough to be a villain. He was powerful enough. Powerful enough, thank you. And he started telling her about all these superheroes in the past that have died without any explanation as to why and how, you know, stuff's just getting bigger than he and she spatting. So he he was done. He was thrown in the towel. And it, uh, that's just kind of where I left off. I'm not going to go too much into further detail, but it was a lot of fun to read. I like the angle. It's uh, a, going in. You know, these people are just, they just want to be done with it. And inevitably, they're going to be pulled back in. So it's going to be see, cool to see how that happens. But it's done by uh, Brendan Lee Mulligan and uh, Molly Ostertag. And you can check this book out at strongfemaleprotagonistcomic.com. That's all we got. I think like extraordinary people dealing with mundane problems. <laughs> It's mm-hmm. always interesting to me. Yeah. You know, like how does Superman deal with, you know, his coffee? Because it's the it's know. the mundane problems that sometimes give her a big give them a bigger challenge yeah. than the ones that they can take care of. Like Think to yourself, like, something. oh, if I was a superhero, I could handle this. Like, no, you'd just be yeah. really strong and still having a shitty day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who's next? I'm gonna go next. <laughs> I guess I'll just go fuck myself. You yeah. guys go ahead and you go do that. <laughs> we'll, we'll let you know when it's time. Appreciate it. <laughs> I got since uh the new show's coming up pretty soon. I'm pretty excited for it. I decided to do a search, and there is a comic of it, of Samurai Jack. Nice. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Nice. There's actually a couple. I got, like, the number one trade. These were on... How'd you get these? Comixology or something? Yeah. Yep. This one's called uh, The Sands of Time, and it opens up with Jack walking through the desert, and he comes across this uh, little hut, and he opens up the door, and he's like, I'm looking for Soul the Seeker. Is that how you say it? S-O-U-L-E? I'd say, pro- yeah, yeah, that would make sense to me. And that's this old guy, and he's just like, that's me, I know who you are, I know where you've been. He knows what Jack wants to get home, and he said, I know a way you can get back home. And tells him the story of Aku when he was coming to power, that he stole what is called is the rope of time that the gods made in the universe to keep time together. And when Aku got strong enough, he stole the rope and then cut it, so no one else could travel through time. Mm. But he said, Aku doesn't know that there's fibers floating around, and I know where one's at. So he tells Jack where it's at, and he's like, but you have to go, you have to fight these big spider guys, and he goes and finds the spider guys. Something tells me Jack can handle himself with spiders. Yes. (laughs) He's walking through the desert, he comes up to this big hole in the ground with a spider web on it, and this guy's like, this is the entrance for the warriors, is this where you're coming in? He's like, well, no, I'm not a warrior. He's like, well, you can't come in. He's like, well, I have to go in there. He looks inside and sees a thread on one of the webs in the background. He's like, all right, I'm 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 a fighter. And the main spider guy's like, well, you got to, to fight, you got to fight all my uh, my best captains. And Jack thinks, well, I can't fight them one at a time because by the end I'll be tired and they'll defeat me. And he knows it. So he's like, okay, I'll fight them all <laughs> right now. <laughs> and he ends up taking them out in this huge fight. And that's about where I got to it. Oh, man. It's like a 170-page book, so it's pretty long, but man. Catching up with that series is fun, but something that's even more fun than just watching it are all the moments where he's just standing there with the sword, and you see him completely surrounded by the bad yeah. guys. Yeah. just like, rub your hands together like this is going to be good. Like totally mm-hmm. drenched in oil or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. There's such a like rich mythology in this whole setting, always involving the gods and ancient artifacts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get this perfect fusion of like fantasy and science fiction. Mm-hmm. And lots of games and movies and stuff shoot for that. I don't I can't think of any that have blended it so seamlessly as Samurai Jack. Yeah, going back and like checking out the story and stuff, 
like you're saying, I mean, it just brings it home so much more. Because yeah. I, I never followed it, like, chronologically back mm, in the day. The I just here. would catch right. random episodes. So when you don't know what's going on and you turn the TV on, you see a samurai fighting, you know, sitting with a, a bunch of, like, dogs or, <laughs> or you know... <laughs> What like talking dogs or you know fighting off? I, I, who knows? Yeah, uh, any weird things that he encounters in the future. When you take that in passing, it's like, oh, okay, it's probably not for me. But to see his whole story and how he ended up where he's at and why everything's like that, just everything clicks. The fact awesome. that it all works so well together yeah. is awesome. And this is from IDW, so you can expect some cool. good stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At yeah. first, I thought it was boom, but starting to read it, and it felt like you're watching the show reading it. I love IDW. There's sometimes I, I don't, there's something I get and I don't like it, but not very often. I forgot in the very beginning, he comes walking in and the old guy's like, well, I, I can't tell you where you got it, what you have to do, because as soon as you leave here, these scorpion monsters will come and kill you. <laughs> and he holds up a bag. He's like, oh yeah, and drops it. And it's the dead scorpions all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> oh awesome. man, that Jack. Oh, Samurai Jack in the threads of time. Kill. Love it. Jake, what do we got? All right, guys. Nosferatu Wars. Immediately drawn in. But, but mind you, I was planning on reading something else for this week. But I was browsing Comixology, and I saw the title, and I'm like, what am I going to do? It's a $1.99. It's called goddamn Nosferatu Wars. Like, I'm just going to pass this up. So I bought it, downloaded it. Cover art. Stunning. Has this vampire woman framed in black, kind of a greenish face, deep set, black and red eyes. Gorgeous art style throughout the book. Kind of sketchy in places, but like very deep in others. There's a sense of um, playing with the shadow and stuff. The artist is fantastic. It's uh, the writer and the artist. Only one of them has what I would call a human name. The other one's <laughs> got to be like a screen name or something. Yeah, I um, know how that see. goes. Story by Steve Niles. Uh, art and cover by M-E-T-N-O-N. And then the number three. So Mentone? Menton three? You're asking the wrong dude yeah, right it's, here. I mean, maybe it's Leet speak. It should be it's e. got to be. Yeah, so I'm thinking Mentone. So I'm going to say art and cover by Mentone. It's got a fantastic style. And I loved this comic right off the rip. You've got two wandering vampires, a couple of sorts, uh, named Tarquin and Moria. And I guess their backstory was Tarquin was a Roman soldier sent to conquer some Saxon tribe in England. And uh, there... He was killed by a vampire that also killed one of the tribe's people, Moria. And then a century later, they happened to run into each other and say, like, hey, weren't you there when I was killing everybody? And then they got together for whatever reason. Cut to now. It's in the middle of the Black Death at its height in Europe. And they say this is a perfect time to be a vampire. No one's got the time to hunt you. No one's strong enough to stand up to what you're doing. You can pretty much just run around free right up until morning breaks. So they're having the time of their lives, killing and eating whoever they please. Obviously, the plague does not affect them. They run into some weird characters, some mad priest who's flogging prostitutes because he's like, your sins brought us this plague. And then some plague doctor with his big mask who's, like, afraid to talk to them. But they have, like, a nice civil conversation and stuff. And it's all going great. They end up getting married. They, like, kill this guy's entire family. They're like, you're a man of good social standing, aren't you? And he's like, yes, I guess I am. He's like, marry the two of us, and I promise we won't kill you. And then his vampire-converted children end up killing him anyway, so that's a shame. Now, here's the thing. All of this makes perfect sense, and it's awesome, and I love it, until just 
All right, so suddenly they're beset by other vampires who are pissed at them for being so free and frolicky. You know, they're just, they're not hiding. They're killing important people. They're causing a mess, and it's causing problems for other vampires. I get that. Makes perfect sense. There's a conflict. Tarquin and Moria survive. They kill a few of their own. They're running off, and then totally, just out of nowhere... Moria gets abducted by aliens. I'm not joking. What? Yeah, right? <laughs> she gets sucked up into this UFO, sucked right up in, kills all the aliens on board, flies the UFO away. I cannot make this up. And then you get this narration from Tarquin that said, I did not expect her to leave me that day, nor to conquer a planet of her own, and then to return and begin the Nosferatu Wars. But that's a story for another time. And then it ends, and I'm like, Wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, like, I, I almost felt like, it, like uh, I was the one going crazy. I just don't understand it. It reminds me of um, a Nicolas Cage movie, actually. Oh, was it uh, uh, Knowing, right? Where he gets the, the numbers of people who are going to die in some disaster? No, oh. um, I don't think so. One second. Is it Nosferatu Wars because it's vampires? Yeah, it's, okay. there are going to be more of them coming back. Presumably from space. I thought that he was going to be in it, the story itself, but no. And, and there is a, as I recall, in the very beginning, there's a panel of two armies of vampires lined up on either side, and they're like tanks and stuff. Uh, adaptation. Oh, I've never Spike seen Jones. that. This was a really good movie. It's been so long since I've seen it. Um, but he's he's a screen. He's trying to get a script sold. He's trying to write a movie and sell it. To uh, Hollywood, and he, he keeps failing, keeps failing, and he finally brings somebody in to help him with his movie. Now, this is going to be hard to explain. The movie itself, adaptation, as you're watching it, there's a point like halfway through the movie where it just goes apeshit bananas. <laughs> I can't tell you exactly why, but it's just the tone changes like that from the first half of the movie. And at the end, we were just kind of scratching our heads, wondering why, but. Then it clicked that, like, the movie we're watching is the movie he's writing. Oh. And, and when he brought on this new writer is when shit got weird. <laughs> and it just makes me think of the comic you're talking about. Yeah, how, you know, they're so, so devoted to a topic and just out of nowhere, it's like they brought in another guy. Well, don't fucking aliens. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of those movies that's been on my radar, but I've never, like, it's sat good. down and watched it's it. It's good. Really it's good. Nick Cage. Yeah. yeah, you can't go wrong with Nick Cage. Come on. Old Nick all right, very cool. Another successful comic vault. And now joining us, we have Davian Watkins to talk about superhero enterprises. Thanks for being with us, Davian. Hey, guys. What's going on? So set this up for us. Superhero enterprises, it looks like it's more of like it's a uh, comic publishing company. Yeah, so I launched the uh, comic website. Um, it's a publishing uh, website where we basically... Um, we started out with our, our lead character, uh, Notes, was kind of like, um, I jumped into the project because it was a project uh, based on some of my uh, history in the music industry. We were doing music productions and uh, the logo that we were using um, kind of got caught on with a lot of the, um, my guys in, in my uh, university, actually. I was still in school uh, over at Pepperdine back in uh, 2006. And, uh, you know, they kind of came to me and said, well, why don't you come up with a story for the character? And uh, that's kind of how it led into developing uh, superhero enterprises and um, launching the website. And 
these uh these stories that we're developing well i gotta say how excited i was to see a musical superhero i mean notes looks freaking awesome i uh i can't wait to read yeah it's Thank it's you. it's very uh it's unique i can't think of any There's, other comic or superhero out there that would uh, live up to that it's kind of untouched and when you see superheroes that have a like a sound theme or something it's always they scream really loud and level buildings or something there's, right there's no one that produces no, anything anyone wants to hear so it's creating a, a new medium i think that uh could be widely sure. explored with other other possibilities yeah i mean uh, i guess it's really kind of like a reality for me because it's um, based on my life and um, you know my experiences, I, I grew up um, in Los Angeles. Um, out of high school, I was uh, able to kind of just uh, network my way into the record industry. I ended up working with um, some of the most well-known artists in hip hop at the time. You know, Jay Z, Ice Cube, Master P. Some of wow. those guys were, um, you know, they, they were their first records at the time. You know, and it become you know actually became uh, part of history you know, that we're still talking about today. So, you know, a lot of the story content and the characters' development came from just that experience, and you know, being on the road, uh, being in the clubs, and just hanging out with those guys. You know, uh, whenever we could get together. Right. Well, it looks freaking awesome. I can't wait to read uh, it again. Um, now, this started as a comic strip, right? Notes did? Absolutely. Um, so like I, I said um, earlier, it was really um, the idea was, you know, built on the, the concept of a logo. Uh, and, you know, when people kind of came to me and more and more uh, wanted to see an actual story behind the character, um, we were able to uh, meet up with the publisher of the Culver City Observer newspaper, um, which is based here in California, um, Culver City, California. It's big streamland um, city. Um, there's a bunch of studios in um, the town, and um, he was really excited about the project. Definitely wanted to uh, see what we could do, um, bringing the project over to the newspaper. We started rolling out comic strips. It was a weekly strip, and then um, you know, kind of to develop our audience that way. So, um, yeah, it really caught on in uh, in Culver City. Now, I've, I've read the description to notes, and uh, it says it's a you know, he's a superhero, a musical superhero who takes on music piracy. Can you explain this more to us? Yeah. So you know, during my time at, in the record industry, that was a big transition. And actually, how the business worked, and um, digital music was kind of transitioning, um, you know, from the original days of tapes and uh, vinyl, and and the CDs were even phasing out. Um, so, you know, digital piracy kind of took over, and while I guess the, you know, he had to have a purpose. The, the character notes had to have a purpose, and you know, as I kind of developed the idea, thought through, you know. How could we make this kind of um, useful for for young kids and teenagers? Um, I started thinking about, you know, why don't we have this character kind of be someone that battles the piracy that's taking over the music industry? And so that's what Notes would do. He would save the music, music industry um, from what would be a bunch of super villain bootleggers. Um, you know, there was a main character... Um, that I, I kind of created as a uh, nemesis. 
do notes, and his name was Duplicate, and he would be like a super villain bootlegger. And so notes when um, when Duplicate would basically be battling back and forth in this fictional music industry world. Have Have you picked up a, a lot of um, attention from that dynamic between the superheroes and piracy? Because it, it seems like public opinion largely swings toward piracy being kind of a non-issue, whereas on the side of people genuinely making money off of it, it's the biggest conflict in the world right now. I, I just wonder, um, what's the public reception to that that conflict? I mean, obviously, um, it's kind of fifty-fifty. Um, the industry is all for it. You know, that's if there's anything that can contribute to, you know, the um, diminish of piracy. I mean, obviously, bootlegging has kind of been a part of our society. You know, since you know prohibition and you know music. Um, Piracy has been a part of, you know, the music industry at the beginning. But, um, yeah, I mean, on that side, you know, we have a lot of positive feedback. And then, you know, on the other side, it's, you know, it's, just, it's kind of like you, you don't want to kind of be teaching a uh, lesson to people, but you kind of want to send a message that, you know, that it's actually wrong to pirate, like, you know, a little, uh, um, you know, the music that... Um, so at that, you know, for that, it's kind of like a fifty-fifty deal. You know, you're gonna get some good feedback, you're gonna get some some negative, but you know, you kind of roll with it, and that's how you kind of develop the the purpose for the character, though. I like that name, duplicate for the supervillain. Mm-hmm. It's uh, simple, that. but it works yeah. works real well for it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So, do you get out onto the uh, con scene much? Yeah, I'm actually um, just coming back from the Pasadena Comic Con, um, which was a really well-attended uh, con. I enjoyed myself yesterday. Um, and uh, last week was the Long Beach Comic Con. I tend to, uh, I try to attend as many cons um, locally uh, here in Los Angeles as possible. Stanley's Con is like one of the biggest cons here um, in L.A. now. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm at all the cons as um, as often as I can possibly make them out, make it out to them. Well, it's, if you ever come out uh, out east toward Ohio, let us know. Uh, we'll definitely catch up with you. I'd like to uh, grab a hard copy of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's something that we're building up to us now. Um, it's in print in the local papers. Um, but, you know, I mean, our next phase would be moving into um, uh, books. And uh, um, we're actually writing a screenplay for the project as well and meeting with wow. studios for that. Um, but I love to kind of just uh, make my way out to um, any, you know, cons to kind of just get the vibe for uh, what's going on out there in Ohio, you know? Sure. Absolutely. Well, yeah, when, when that time comes, let us know. Uh, and our listeners Absolutely. Can, uh, I definitely want to keep in touch with you guys. Yeah, for sure, man. Our listeners can uh, catch up with you, everything that's going on with you at SuperheroEnterprises.company. Is that correct? That's correct. Uh, SuperheroEnterprises.company is the website. Um, you get a chance to uh, check out some of the artwork from um, the origins of Notes. Um, there's like a short story that introduces the character of Notes um, um, and a little bit about the uh, the concept of the, the, the story and characters and, you know, kind of how we started this whole thing. Um, and then there's also on the Facebook page, uh, a bunch of links to uh, the comic strip um, as well. So um, if you go to the Super Hero Enterprises uh, page on Facebook, you'll be able to find it there as well. 
That's awesome. And we're going to uh, put links on our website as well and on Twitter to help direct people your way and so they can check out notes for themselves because it looks awesome. So, Davian, thanks so much for being with us today, and I uh, hope to have you back on the show sometime. Absolutely, guys. Thank you, and I really appreciate you guys reaching out to me. Thank you, man. All right, and I think that's going to do it for this week. So, Jack, what do we have on the website? Go to www.cannedairpodcast.com where we have show highlights, guest info. You can listen to the show. Follow us on all our social media. Visit the Hall of Heroes and see the Wall of Justice. Check out some of the videos from our YouTube page. And if you'd like to be a guest and promote your work, send us an email on our contacts page. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at CannedAirPod and uh, Instagram at Canned underscore Air. we got a lot of good stuff in there. A lot That's of codes for... Uh, Cheap merch, free shipping, mm-hmm. etc. Yeah, a lot of fun jokes. Still have a uh, interview with Phil Lamar. I've been promoting the hell out of because mm-hmm. we're yeah. so goddamn proud of it. That was a lot of fun. He's yeah, a great guy. We yeah. got another uh, really cool interview coming up yeah, here we in do. a few days. Very so exciting. It's been a big month for Candair. It has. Tells you. I've got good feelings for getting some heavy hitters here. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, I wanted to throw in uh, Davian Watkins' uh, Twitter handle as we forgot to touch on that during the interview. It's at Superpower. Enter. So uh, be sure to follow him. And again, check out SuperheroEnterprises.company. And uh, buy a shirt. Head over to Society6.com forward slash CandarePod. Or just go to our website. Like Jack said, click on that freaking merch button. Get some swag. You're going to look good. It's good for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's good for what ails you. <laughs> the Surgeon General says it helps you live longer. <laughs> actually, so. That's a fact. Can't argue with that. So uh, I think that's going to do it for this week. Until next time, I'm Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jake Runyon. Thanks for listening, everyone. We're canned air. That we are, Jack. (laughs) Good job. there's a fire in your house be sure to get outside immediately and once outside get on candarepodcast.com well thanks for the tip blowtorch but just one question what about the fire and no one is half the battle G.I. Joe
Uh, and then in the uh, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Canned Air Pod. Let me try that again. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts.